You're listening to the Speechy Side Up podcast, episode number eight. Today we are joined by Jessica Massey of The Social Speechy. Jess runs a successful YouTube channel and TPT store, and she is the creator of some of the most amazing social skills resources. In this episode, we discuss Jess's tips for doing more of what makes you happy, getting organized, and mastering social media. She also shares about her recent vacation with her hubby and unplugging from social media. You're listening to the Speechy Side Up podcast with Kim and Vanita. Just two SLPs in a pod who love their field and supporting fellow SLP bosses. This podcast will cover the flip side of traditional speech and language therapy so you get inspired and learn from experts in the field. Here are your hosts. When they are not working together on their social book series, Lou Knows What to Do, Vanita can be found traveling or drinking matcha lattes. Kim can be found running marathons or fueling her coffee addiction to function as a mom to a preschooler and an infant. Together, they are serving up some informative and fun topics in Speechy Side Up. Hey everybody, Kim and Vanita here. Welcome to the Speechy Side Up podcast. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. This podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment. You can also follow us on Instagram at Speechy Side Up, S-P-E-E-C-H-I-E-S-I-D-E-U-P. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Today we have the social butterfly of the speechy world, Jessica Massey of the Social Speechy. Jess, thank you so much for joining us today. We started connecting with you last year when you kindly agreed to review our Lou Social Book series, and we are so grateful for that. It has been amazing to watch your YouTube channel and your TPT store grow immensely, all while you're slaying it in grad school. You create some of the coolest social skills resources and have been so transparent in sharing your journey, which helps other educators and aspiring SLPs to know that they are not alone. We're excited to chat with you today. So before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about who you are, what your journey has been, and what you do today? Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, It feels odd being here because I'm used to having a camera because I have a YouTube channel. So just doing the audio, I'm talking with my hands, even though I know nobody can see me talking with my hands. Um, (laughs) But my name is Jess. And like you mentioned, my handle is the social speechy. Um, I am currently a graduate student. So I am not an SLP yet, but I am on my way there one step at a time. Um, I have a YouTube channel. I have a speech blog where I share all of my information on how I got into grad school because I couldn't find that whenever I was applying to graduate school. I found little things here and there, but nothing that was uh, exactly what I was looking for. And so I saw a need and I wanted to meet that need. So my goal was if I do get into grad school, which you guys know how (laughs) that is, my goal was once I get in, I'm going to share all of the info with all of the people who want to read it and watch it and all kinds of stuff. So that's kind of what I do now. I would consider myself, I guess, like a creative entrepreneur because I have my hand in a lot of different buckets. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. Awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> even if you're not in grad or even if you're not SLP, you're like the most amazing student ever. Oh my gosh. Always forget that you're a grad student. Yeah. yeah. Already like an accomplished years in SLP. Yeah. So. Thank you. <laughs> and I wish that we had like something when we were in grad school. Like mm-hmm. I was only in grad school like 
you know, four, is it three years now? Yeah, three years now. I was only in grad right. school like that short time ago, but it had nothing available. So it would have been really nice to have mm -hmm. you, know, mm -hmm. you around. And that's exactly why I do it is because I was seriously, I would be up until like 1 a.m. like during application season, just like looking for YouTube videos, blog posts. And like I said, I mean, I found a couple here and there, but they were either really old, like a couple years old and things change so quickly in the application sure. process. So I was like, I need to like, help people who are me looking for that help because I couldn't find what I was looking for. So yeah, that's awesome. That's I feel like there's awesome. definitely seasons of your life too. Like I honestly, I felt like grad, applying to grad school was probably one of the hardest times in my life because I applied mm -hmm. to like so many, my background was in psych. So I felt like it was okay. going to be even harder to get in and then mm -hmm. it's having a baby and then it's getting married and moving. But yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I applied to quite a few programs because my background, my first bachelor's degree was not in communication sciences and disorders. It was in public relations. Okay. So oh, wow. I kind of had to, I opted to get a second bachelor's degree, which some people know, some people don't. I'm very open about it on my YouTube channel because I feel like I'm a chronic career hopper. I'm 28. I'm not like a typical student where I went straight into speech out of my first bachelor's degree. Okay. Um, so I've kind of hopped around and I like to say that speech pathology found me. Um, so that is kind of my journey of how I got to where I am. I decided to go with the second bachelor's degree just because my first GPA, again, I'm very transparent, so I don't mind talking about it. Um, it wasn't good to say the least at all. Like it definitely wasn't competitive enough to get me into grad school. And um, I'm sure you guys have picked up on this. When I get something in my mind, I'm going to make it happen no matter what it takes. So it's like, if I need to get a second bachelor's degree, that's what I'm going to do. So that's kind of why I went that route because I get a lot of emails, DMs, people asking like, do you have to have that second bachelor's degree? Why did you do that? So that's kind of like my backstory on that. I guess I should have mentioned that at the beginning, but here we are. Yeah. yeah. And I think that, do you feel like when you were going through the public relations program that it wasn't a right fit and maybe that's why you didn't like do as well as you could have done in it? Yes, absolutely. I worked full time when I was in public, the public relations program. And I distinctly remember going to sit in with my advisor and I asked her, what degree can I choose that will get me out of here the fastest? Because I didn't know what I wanted to do post-college. So I went to college because that's what you're supposed to do in air quotes. Um, and I kind of was just fumbling around. And that's actually how I ended up uh, becoming a certified personal trainer right after my first go around in college. So when I was 23, because I did graduate in four years, which is a miracle since I was kind of all over the place career-wise. Like I did event planning. I did... Um, the personal training. I was just kind of all over the place. Um, so I, I think that's why I didn't do so well is because I didn't really have an end goal. I was kind of just floating around, but now having um, SLP as like my, not end goal, but the goal that I'm working toward right now, like kind of having that carrot dangling, yeah. it's motivation to put in the work. And you, you, you know what you're working for. If you don't know what you're working for, and I feel like that's true for anything that you're, you know, trying oh, to make happen in life you're not going to work as hard because you're like, what am I doing this for? You know what I mean? So I think that's kind of where that fell as far as my GPA in public relations went. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I think it shows like even more dedication that you're like, you know what? I want this so badly. I am going to put in that effort and go and get a second bachelor's. So I think it's right, amazing. Right. 
Yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> really cool, really cool. So you talk a lot about doing more of what makes you happy. And I love to ask these questions to all our guests on the show because I'm constantly struggling so hard uh -huh. with my work-life balance and making me time and figuring all of that mm -hmm. out. So what are the things that make you happy and how do you find the time to work them in? Okay, so I have a very long list of things that make me happy. I love reading and writing. Those are like my top two. Um, awesome. And creating content. Like I know that's kind of a broad thing to say. And if you're not in the social media world, people are like, what does that mean? Like creating content. Yeah. Like I genuinely like thrive off of like setting up my Instagram posts, like taking pretty photos. Um, I also have a lifestyle blog and that's kind of like oh, my... Fun. Yeah, that's kind of my like getaway time. Like I don't do it as like a business aspect of anything. Like I kind of just do it for me and to like get that creative side flowing a little bit. Um, and the way that I fit that stuff in, I know some people are going to be like, oh no, I wake up an hour early. I call it my power hour. Every morning I wake up. I don't care if I have to be out of the door by 6.30 to get to work or to clinic or wherever I'm going. I will wake up an hour earlier because I know it's the only time that it's going to get done is in the morning. That's just how my life works. I have my graduate courses in the evening from 8 to 10 at night. So nothing gets done in the evening for me. So I know that if I want to do something, I have to wake up and I have to do my morning power hour. So that's kind of how I fit that stuff in is I'm very, I don't like the word motivated. I like the word disciplined because I feel like motivation okay. doesn't get things done. Uh, motivation sparks ideas, but discipline is what brings those ideas to life. So I feel like that's kind of how I make the time to do it. That's really great. That's a great yeah. point too. Definitely. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I feel like I love that idea too of doing it early morning. Mm -hmm. I've been that for a lot of years. I'm in kind of like a different season of life. I have a six month old and I have a okay. 40 year old. So uh -huh. <laughs> prior to this newer baby arriving, I was definitely a like get up at 5am and get things mm -hmm. going. But now like everybody has been getting up around that time. Yeah. <laughs> so I just feel like I cannot push it to 4am. Like it's right. Just and I feel like on. when you're a mom, especially to such littles, sleep is sacred. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? So like you said, it kind of just depends on the season of life that you're in. I'm a graduate yeah. student and I'm, I'm a wife, but we do not have kids. I have dogs, but no kids. Um, so I feel like now is the time in my life when the morning power hour does work, but I'm a big advocate of kind of like reflecting internally and really sitting with yourself and figuring out like what works for you. You know what I mean? So like, that's just my, I'm such, like I said, I'm such an advocate of that just because there's not one way to do everything at all for anything. You know what I mean? We're all so different. We're all in such different seasons. We all have different walks of lives, like different circumstances. And it's just so important to sit with yourself and just reflect and kind of figure out, and you have to try, it's trial and error, you know, like yeah. I used to stay up until 1am and try to have like my little power hour at night after class because I wasn't a morning person when I started grad school. Um, but I had to kind of tweak things and I was like, listen, staying up until 1am and still, you still have to wake up early in grad school, even if you don't want to yeah. fit in your hobbies because you have to be at clinic or, you know, in the class or wherever. So I kind of had to do a lot of trial and error and figure out like what fit for me at this point in my life. So I think that's really important for people to know that just because somebody does something that works for them, it's not going to work for you. It's a matter of 
pulling the main idea, the concept that they're presenting and kind of plugging it into your life and seeing like how you can make it work for you. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. And there was something that I kept thinking about, um, but you're like so interesting to listen to. You're like a huge, like, like a motivational speaker. I love it. But there's one thing that I listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot of books and um, we actually recorded an episode, but we've been doing so many interviews. We kind of put it on hold and it was kind of like about managing that work-life balance. I'm also 28 and I also, I feel like I and I like to do a lot of different things. I've had a couple jobs already since I got out of school, but I'm just like intrigued by so many different things. And mm -hmm. one person, um, I can't remember who it was. They said that you have to know what your identity is, because if you know that, then you can make any job work. So if you are a creator or you're an entrepreneur Absolutely. and you're working in a setting that you don't like, think about how you can create in that setting. So you can mm -hmm. meet your needs and uh, you'll make those situations better too. I love that. You'll have to remember who it is and let me know because I would love yeah. to like read that or listen to it or whatever because that sounds right up my alley. That's awesome. Yeah, I feel like it really helped me because I was always like, okay, I don't like doing this. Like I tried this. I don't like it. I tried this. I don't like it. And then I was like, what am I? Like, what do I like? And I was like, I like being an entrepreneur. I like creating things. So like I need to be a creator in whatever job that I do. You know? Right. And that's funny that you say that because I was so apprehensive to get in the world of education. My goal when I graduate is to, I'm not, I say this, but I never say never. I'm not interested in the medical side of SLP right now, but I also have not done my practicums in those particular settings yet. So yeah. the door's open, but I just, I don't know yet. But my focus is kind of like in the educational realm because I wanted to be a teacher when I was in high school, um, but I kind of... I had that stigma in my head where, oh, I won't be able to be, which I don't know where I got this because it is not true at all. But I, you know, I just felt like a, a teacher was a very boxed in sounding job, at least back when I was in school, you know, like in the nineties and, you know, in elementary school, like it was just a very, there wasn't a lot of creativity at the school that I was at. And so that's what I saw. That's what I knew. And then I found, you know, teacher social media and like all that stuff and so many doors opened. And just like you said, it's a matter of finding like who you are, your identity, and just, you can make any job work. If you know who you are, what, like fires you up what sets your soul on fire like if you know that you can make anything work for you and that's the beauty of especially social media because I feel like it gives us the opportunity to connect with so many people we can see like so many ideas in action and kind of pull from that and I just love it so much and it's just so funny to hear you say that because it just brings back memories of me like having this yearning in my heart to like be a teacher and work with children but then I was like, but that isn't quite the right fit. And then kind of turning it into like an entrepreneurial journey and then finding SLP and just feeling like this is it. You know what I mean? That was a good feeling after being such like a job hopper. Whenever I shadowed my first SLP before going back for my second degree, I was like, this is it. And like, I don't know, she was creative and she was thriving. And it was just so cool to see her in her true identity and just living like living as her best self, as people like to say these days. Yeah. Um, so it, it was really cool to see that. So I love that you like kind of tied that in. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I kept thinking about it when you were talking. So that was like mm -hmm. my, one of my the most important things I've learned in a while. So yeah, for sure. 
I just feel like, and I just put this together too, because you were doing some personal training before this. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like mm -hmm. maybe on our first episode or at some point we were discussing like, what would you be if you wouldn't be an SLP? And I feel like personal trainer came up for me and it, it just did. occurred to me, like, maybe it's because like, we like to like cheer people on and help them uh -huh. to be their best selves. So how funny, like, yeah. you know. And you can do And being a personal trainer, it actually helped me recognize because I did group classes and I did one-on-one -on -one training. Fun. So it helped me kind of realize that I prefer working one-on-one -on -one and with smaller groups. I didn't like teaching, you know, the classes with like 30 or 50 people yeah. in it. I preferred the classes that had like five or six people or working with one-on-one -on -one clients. So that was like, it's just so awesome how everything kind of comes full circle and like ties together because now that's yeah. like my, when people ask me why I chose um, SLP over being a teacher, that's one of my biggest things is like, I love just connecting with people like on a smaller scale. So like one-to-one -one or like one-to-five or yeah. something like that, just building that relationship and that connection is so important to me. And I feel like I'm able to do that whenever I work with smaller groups. So it's just funny how everything kind of ties together. So nothing is wasted. You know what I mean? Because part of me, I'm like, I'm 28. I'm not going to graduate. So I'm 30. Like, what did I do with my 20s? Like, is it a waste of time? All these jobs that I was kind of in. But they, I've learned something from every single one of them that I'm able to bring to the table now. And it makes me a more well-rounded clinician. You know what I mean? So I'm grateful for every opportunity, every job, all of them. There are so many of them. But it's, yeah. it's really great to watch them all kind of manifest uh, in me now as an SLP to be. So. Yeah. yeah very cool. You've definitely found your calling. That is for sure. <laughs> I feel like I have too. It's great. I think there's so much pressure from other people too. Like, at, you know, like we're so young still, we have so much time to live. Like it's, mm -hmm. and there's all this pressure, like make money right when you get out of school, you know, have the perfect job and keep that job to your 60. Why? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Why? Exactly. That's my question. <laughs> That's 40 oh years, God. you know? It's so not. true. Yeah. And you know what else too? I feel like it goes beyond even like career wise. I just was talking about this with my husband too. Like, I just feel like people have this like, kind of, I don't want to say rudeness, but a little bit like people constantly are like probing other people about with questions about their lives. And I just feel like it's never enough. Like when you're single, it's like, Oh, when are you going to meet someone? Yes. Then you meet someone and it's like, when are you going to get married? And then it's like, when are you going to have kids? Which I feel like is a rude question to ask people. You don't know everyone has a different scenario. Absolutely. And then, and then it doesn't end there. Like I had my first child and then all of a sudden people start saying, when are you going to have another one? And people <laughs> have recently started saying to me, like, are you going for three? And I'm like, do I look like I'm going for three? Right. Because I, I look like I'm going to lose my mind. Right. <laughs> but like, it's yeah. just never enough. People are just always going to have something to ask or push about. And like, right, right. It's so true. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, yeah. We get that question a lot. I've been with my husband since I was 16. We met in high school and we got married. We waited a while because I wanted to finish my first degree before we got married. So I was 23 when we got engaged, 24 when we got married. And when you're together for that long, that question, where's the ring? When's the wedding? When's this? And then we got married. Where are the kids? And, you know, we've been married for four years and I think people are starting to get it. Like, I'm not at that place in my life right now. Like, I'm very committed to uh, self-growth right now and just kind of 
first of all, I could not imagine having a kid in grad school. Let's be real. I lose my mind on a daily basis already. There are women in my cohort who are moms to multiple children. And I'm just like, can I bow down to you? Like, how are you doing this? Like, they're incredible. Um, but yeah, that's definitely true. People kind of come at you wanting to know, like, what's the next thing. And like when I started the social speechy, like friends of mine who aren't in this realm whatsoever, like they would follow it and they're just like, well, what's next? Like, what are you going to do now? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? I just started this. Like, I feel like people, they don't relish in moments. Like, you know what I mean? Like their accomplishments, they don't celebrate the little things. And I think it's so important to just stop sometimes and like actually stop, sit down, put everything down, turn everything off and just reflect at how far you've come, like where you're at right now, because you've put in so much time, so much effort. You've made so many sacrifices to be where you are, even if you're not where you want to be yet. Like look at how far you've come. You know what I mean? Like you have to sit and reflect and appreciate that and not because I'm very, very guilty of, okay, what's next? Okay. Check. That's done. Uh, what can I do next? I'm a three on the Enneagram. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but you should look it up whenever we're done here, but it's amazing. Um, I'm a three, which is the achiever. So that's my personality is to be like, oh, done, check. Okay, on to the next thing. Like I thrive off of checking and going, checking and going. So I have been really intentional over the last year. My word for 2018, I always choose a word to kind of you know, launch me into the the year coming up. Like um, my, yeah, my word for 2018 was intentional. So I'm really trying to kind of back down on things and not be so abrasive with every area of my life and kind of be a little bit more reflective and kind of assess what I've done, how I can change it to make my life better, my husband's life better, my dog's life better, just like everyone around me. You know what I mean? Like I feel like that self-reflection, just kind of celebrating little things instead of just going on to the next, on to the next. And it's really hard to do that when you have people coming at you, like you guys said, like, oh, what are you going to do next? When are you going to do this? When are you going to do that? So I think it's really important to prioritize. That's always a part of my morning power hour. That's how I started off is I write in my gratitude journal. And then I do five minutes of just meditation where I just sit and reflect on where I am, where I've come from. And then at the end, I'll be like, okay, now where do I want to go? Because while it's important to kind of sit and soak in those moments of accomplishment, it's also important to kind of have a plan for where you want to go next. But I think it's, there's this word again, it's a balance. You kind of have to give both sides of it the proper amount of attention. So for sure, for sure. I love how you start your mornings off like that too, because in that episode, we haven't aired yet, but we talked about that too. Like I learned that it makes such a difference. Like there's actually studies when you start your morning off with a routine, like it sets the tone for your whole day. And like, why would you want to leave your morning up to chance and like the rest of your day up to chance? I love that. Yes. A hundred percent. And I think it's like, we, that's, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you're okay. When we were on vacation, I was kind of out of my morning routine element. And while yes, we're on vacation, so life is a little bit more uh, fun and it's easier when you're on vacation, I could still tell a difference. Like in my attitude, I had to check myself because I'm used to starting my morning with like that quiet, like, you know, my me time. And I could totally tell a difference in my attitude. So it really does make a difference. I 100% agree. That's what I was actually just going to say. I feel like for many years, I've been like a 5am runner. And like the last couple months, it's like 
only maybe two to three times a week that I'm able to get that as opposed to six. And it's made a huge difference in like my outlook, how I feel in the morning and how regulated I feel. So I'm hoping eventually I can get everyone regulated enough that I can right. five hour, my 5am me time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll get there. Yeah. And they say like your routines change too, you know, That's as true. you evolve, like you might not have like that same routine you might got to have gotten a new job and you have a new time constraint so as long as you right, have some right. routine in the morning that can really help yeah absolutely I'm actually about to find out my fall placement for practicum I'll be in a public school so I'm really excited to be back in the school system oh, yeah um but I have a feeling I'm not 100% sure but I have a feeling that my placement is going to be um pretty pretty far away. So I'll have a commute, which I'm used to. Um, but that's kind of, if I don't have a full hour to dedicate in the mornings, I'll, you know, just do 20 minutes and do like my journal and then my meditation. And then I'll listen to a podcast on the way to work or school or wherever I'm going. And you just kind of have to adapt with the season that you're in for sure. Yeah. Well, um, kind of changing gears, but you did say mm -hmm. that you recently went on vacation, a well-deserved yes. vacation. How was that trip? <laughs> <laughs> it was everything that my soul needed. We came back and I felt so like creatively refreshed. Uh, just, it was a breath of fresh air, literally, because we went to Colorado and we could actually be there, which we are from Florida. So whenever we stepped off the plane, the humidity kind of like smacked us in the face. Um, but being there, it was just, we were outside, we were hiking, we went to Rocky Mountain National Park and we spent a lot of our trip up in the mountains. We didn't have cell phone service or Wi-Fi or any of that. And like I said, I'm really intentional about trying to kind of step away. Like when I was talking to you guys last night, I was like, okay, like I'm signing off. Like I try to be done by 9.30, like on the phone. Um, it doesn't always work, but I try my best. Um, so being on vacation and not having the option to log on, like you don't realize how much you need that time to unplug until you're kind of forced to unplug. So it was so great. I'm so refreshed. It, it helps that I didn't have to come back and jump right into school. I still have two weeks off before the fall semester starts. So that definitely awesome. helps. But it was amazing. Thank you guys for asking. Good. Oh, no, cool. we're glad you had a good time. It yeah. looked really pretty. The cabin mm -hmm. looked really nice too. Oh my gosh. It was like a tiny house. Like, have you that show? <laughs> I it love looked that show. Really, <laughs> yes, it was so cool. It was awesome. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Now, speaking of awesome, you are the queen of organization. Thank you are you. all my organization goals. Organization <laughs> is my love language. That's what I tell people. That is how I feel. <laughs> What are your tips for getting organized? My number one tip is time blocking. Since starting grad school, I have started time blocking and it has made my life so much better because when I started grad school, I had never heard of time blocking. I didn't really know what it was. And I would wake up with a giant to-do list and I was like, okay, where do I start? Do I start at the bottom? Do I start at the top? Do I start in the middle? Like, what do I do? So now I spend probably like 10, 15 minutes, closer to 10 now that I'm used to it. Um, every evening before I go to bed, it's part of my nighttime routine. Um, I'm very big on routines, if you cannot tell. Um, <laughs> but I kind of, I look at my to-do list and I time block it off. So I'll kind of allocate certain amount of time for each task. And if I don't finish that task in that allocated time, so let's say I give you know, writing a paper for this class, two hours. What I don't finish, 
doesn't matter. We're moving on to the next thing that's getting pushed on to tomorrow's to-do list. And that's another thing is I used to have one humongous running to-do list and I would wake up and just feel paralyzed with anxiety because I was like, I cannot do all of this. There's absolutely no way. So I have a daily to-do list now. Um, I used to be a paper planner girl, but I am now a digital planner. And I have, I use just the notes app in my iPhone. And I have, I showed this to my girlfriend last week we were at dinner and she's like, what app do you use? And I was like, I can't use like one of those fancy like to-do list apps. Like it's just overwhelming for me. Like simplicity is where it's at when it comes to organization as far as I'm concerned. So I have, you know how you can create like a note title, I guess, in the notes app. I have each day of the week has its own notes. And then I have a to-do list for each day of the week in that note app. And that way too, you can check them off. Like there's, you can have the option to put like a little bubble and you can check it off and it doesn't delete it, which I love because from week to week, a lot of my tasks are the same from Monday to Monday, from Tuesday to Tuesday. Like they're different every day, but my weeks are very similar, if that makes sense. Um, And I, yeah, I structured it that way on purpose just because it streamlines things. You know what I mean? Like I don't work on my, um, TBT products every day because that would just be overwhelming. Like I dedicate two days a week to that two days a week to this. And I kind of break things up in that way that having a daily to-do list instead of one giant running one has helped me stay organized in ways that I cannot even begin to tell you. And then the time blocking. So having a daily to-do list and then time blocking, those have been like game changers for me. Very cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unless we're taking some notes. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like what you said is a hundred percent accurate. I look at like a massive to-do list and I just start feeling like I'm going to throw up. Like we had the, we yeah. had an app for, um, for tracking like everything that had to be done. And I started, <laughs> basically it started, like I would open it up and see things. And then it, if it got a day or two behind and I saw the red, I would be like, because it was just too much for me. Yeah. Day. You'd be like hyperventilating over the red that you see in the app. And that's a good thing with the notes app. There's no colors. There's no yeah. deadlines. Like I don't like things screaming at me. Like yeah. I like to have a plan and I like to kind of make that plan happen, but I don't need things. Like I turn all my notifications off on my phone because I just don't like things yelling at me and pulling me in different directions. Like I like to be in control of my day. And that's another thing people always ask me. That's probably the number one question that I get asked is how do you do so much in a day? I'm in control of my day. That's how I make sure to take the steps to make that my reality. Like by doing little things like turning the notifications off on my phone, by not having one giant to-do list that's kind of coming at me. Um, but that's so important is just taking control of your day and being in charge of your life because it's so easy to be pulled in so many different directions. But at the end of the day, like it's your life. You know what I mean? Like you have to be the one to step up to the plate and figure out what works for you. And that's what I always tell people when they reach out to me. I'm like, I can sit here and tell you what I do all day, every day, but you're a mom. I'm not a mom. So what works for me isn't going to work for you. Or I'm a student and you're, you're not in school. So what I do isn't going to work for you. So that's so important is just taking the big concepts or the principles that people present to you and kind of configuring how they're going to work for you rather than taking what they say verbatim and trying to like live and die by that just because you see them succeeding. You have to 
know that they took the time to kind of trial and error. You know what I mean? And that's, I try to be really transparent on my Instagram. Like I'm not always done up on my Instagram stories. If I'm crying over grad school, because I do cry over grad school, I will get on my stories or on my YouTube channel and just show people like, yes, you see me doing so much. But there's also a side that you don't, like, you're not with me all day, every day. You know what I mean? Like, and we hear this all the time. Our social media is our highlight reel. And while, yes, I try to make my feed aesthetic to kind of help with branding and whatnot, I try to keep it so real in my story so that people know, like, yeah, things aren't done all the time. Like, I'm not done up all the time. So I just think that's really important is to just be transparent. And then when people are giving you advice, they're what works for them isn't always going to work for you. You have to twist it, change it, mold it. It's just like with our students, like one thing doesn't work for every single student. Like, yes, you can take like that broad idea or that basic principle and, but then you have to mold it and change it and make it work for, from student A to student B. It's just, yeah. it's like that with every single thing in our lives. You know what I mean? So, so true. So yeah. True. I love that. That's why like, I read a lot of books, but like, I don't take you know, any of them like verbatim, like I take Mm -hmm. little bits and pieces that I like from each. And there's some of the ideas are so drastic, like the subtle art of not giving a, you know, and then like the five second rule, like they are two totally different books, but if you take bits and pieces, you can really mold it for yourself. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've read both of those books, by the way, and they are so good. (laughs) I'm a big reader, self-growth and self-development books. Those are my jam. Love them. Yeah, you have some really good book recommendations. I'm pretty sure I took a couple from you. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Keep> coming. <laughs> deal. Awesome. Um, so you started your YouTube channel and Instagram only, um, you know, just over a year ago, but both have really taken off and it's no doubt because of the quality posts that you deliver. Um, but do you have any tips for mastering social media? Be authentic. I know we hear that all the time, but my biggest thing is, People love people. So while yes, it's important to kind of like, especially if you're a TPT seller or you're using Instagram for your business. Yes. Like I get that we have to promote our products and you know, we have our pretty flat lay pictures and things like that. Um, but every time that I post a photo of myself and my caption, I'm known for like my novel esque captions on Instagram where I kind of, I kind of have my Instagram as like a mini blog almost where I just kind of like, you know, dump information on people. But those are always the posts, like pictures of myself telling my story. Those are always the ones that have the highest engagement, the most comments, the most likes, things like that, because people like to see other people. Um, And that's kind of a big thing with me is I wanted to, I wanted to be attached to my brand. I know some people are not so much into that and that's fine where they want to be completely separate like from their brand but I I am Jessica Massey I am the social speechy and I feel like people connect with that a little bit better yeah, whenever sure. they know the face behind the brand because if you think about it some of your favorite Instagrammers like yeah I'm sure you love their products and their pictures are pretty but like people love people people love relationships and so yeah. that's like my biggest tip is just kind of like be authentic obviously like the stuff that people tell you and you can read on blog posts like you know be consistent engage with your followers like all that like the typical advice but my biggest thing is people love people so like don't be afraid to show yourself on 
your Instagram or whatever social media platform it is. And I actually do, if you go to my website and, or even in my Instagram bio, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And you sign up for my email list. Like that's the first thing you get is like five tips to kind of step up your Instagram game. So that's there too. And I try to not do like super cliche advice. I mean, of course you have to tell people like, hello, you have to be consistent. Like you have to post more than like once a month in order to grow your following. (laughs) Yeah, um, yeah, I kind of like give some tips and tricks in that too. So that's awesome. Cool. It's super yeah. helpful. I did see that. Yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah, cool. <laughs> awesome. So should we move on to our game? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Ooh. So this is called Sometimes Always Never. And speaking okay. of people loving people, so we want to learn a little bit more about you, the social species. Okay. So we'll read a statement and then you'll tell us based on like your preferences if you do this sometimes, always, or never. Okay. Awesome. All right. Ready? So the first one, I enjoy shopping at Target. Always. <laughs> yes. My husband <laughs> always jokes that all of our date nights always end at Target. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take it to the wine section. It'll be a nice date night. All right. I drink iced coffee. Uh, sometimes. I'm a hot coffee kind of girl. Okay. okay. All right. mm-hmm. Even though I live in Florida and it's hot, I like my <laughs> hot coffee. <laughs> uh, I enjoy exercise. Always. Same. The personal Same. trainer in me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I like, I like lifting weights. A lot of people ask, like, if I'm a runner, I hate running. I do not like running. I'm a weightlifter through and through. <laughs> I'm really trying to get into being a weightlifter more. Yeah. I feel like I have like the opposite problem. I run like too much and I know that yeah. I really should add some more strength to my yeah. routine. But well, we need to hang out. One thing at a time. <laughs> 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 well, you're also lifting a baby. That's a, a I, I have so. an 18 Very baby true. And I can't. Yeah, that counts. I also <laughs> wear her <laughs> sometimes for a couple miles of walk. Yeah. So, there you, know. you go. <laughs> Awesome. Well, you're a Florida girl. So this one is, I go to the beach. Sometimes we don't go often. And when we were in the mountains in Colorado, the people who we would talk to, they're like, oh, we're used to the mountains. And I was like, oh, that's so sad. But then I was like, wait, but I feel that way about the beach because I've lived in Florida my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. And I have not lived in Florida. I moved from New York about seven or eight years ago. And I swore I was going to live at the beach once I moved Mm -hmm. down here. And then Mm -hmm. you just don't. You get caught up in your life. It's so funny how that happens. So. And honestly, it's kind of a hassle, which I know sounds so bad, but like to pack everything up and like, I'm just like, "Eh, I don't know. And it's so hot. I don't know. I, so I, want, I need to go more. I need to make it a priority to go more. But yeah, this is sometimes for me. <laughs> you guys have really pretty sunsets over there, though. Yes, for sure. For sure. <laughs> um, I go to another Florida topic. I go to Disney World. Sometimes. We go maybe once every other year, and we only go for Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Oh. And I know at this point, it's kind of, we just go because it's like, a tra- like a Christmas tradition that my husband and I have oh, done fun. since high school. Yeah. That's, I, haven't, I can't tell you the last time I went to Disney World, like not at the uh, Christmas event. So yeah. sometimes, almost never sometimes. I, I go because I have little kids. So that's yeah. why. But I went yeah. for that. I never went to the Christmas one. I heard that it's really nice. I did take my it's son to the Halloween one and people were mm-hmm. like kind of giggling because he was Peter Pan and I was Wendy, but I was like super. I so I yeah. looked like Poor choices, Wendy. Like, don't go to Neverland. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, 
Awesome. Um, I read, oh, I read for enjoyment. <laughs> Always, every day. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I listen to music. Uh, I would say sometimes. I, when I do have things playing, it's usually a podcast, to be honest. But yeah, I, I, I listen to music every day, but it's like for just a few minutes because it's usually a podcast for me. So I'm going to take off the sentence that says, I listen to podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm jumping the gun. <laughs> um, oh, I like this one. I actually do projects I have pinned. Ooh, that's a never. That's a never. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I I do, the only thing thing. that I bring to life from Pinterest is outfit ideas and like if I want to get a hair color I'll go to Pinterest and like bring it to my hairdresser but as far as like recipes or like DIYs yeah that's a never (laughs) I'm trying to get better about not having so many so now I look and if it has more than like six ingredients I'm like nope not gonna happen um, I read journal articles. Ooh, well, I mean, I kind of have to because grad school. So I would say it's an always right now. <laughs> yeah. But eventually you can get years. to sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was going to say, check back in two years and it'll probably be a sometime. <laughs> I don't think it should ever be at a never because you should right. always care about right. Absolutely. Practice, <laughs> um, I enjoy gardening. Hmm. Never. Same. Never. Yeah. yeah. All the plants in my house are fake. Every, almost every single one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder oh if it's a Florida thing. Like, I try so hard and it just doesn't yeah. work. It dies like yeah. after a week. Yeah. I, I want to say I try so hard and I don't. Like, I don't even remember to water it. Lana's, my <laughs> yeah. husband's like, oh my God, it died. Like, again. <laughs> my husband, he'll bring me flowers home and they'll be dead like two days later. And he's like, did you water, like, change the water? Give him, like, a little powder food. And the powder food is, like, sitting, like, in the packet next to the flowers. And I'm just like, mm, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a never. Uh, all right. I enjoy decorating your home or your speech room. <laughs> I would say always. That's a big, like on my lifestyle blog that I mentioned briefly, that's like one of my categories is like home decor. I love home decor. I don't have my own speech room yet, but I have lots of ideas pinned. I will do those when I yes. get the speech room. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, I watch Netflix. Mm sometimes but almost never honestly I'm not a tv person which that's probably how I get so much done is because I don't watch tv yeah 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 does your husband I know he's not a part yes. of yes but does he yes. have- he <laughs> loves my husband and I we are night and day different night and day different he balances me out so if it wasn't for him I would probably work from dawn till dusk and just kind of like get like I'm a I'm a workaholic I know that I am but he kind of like brings me back down and he's like, yo, you have to have like friends and relationships. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. That's great. <laughs> oh, last one. I go shopping. Oh, always online shopping. I don't like go, but I shop online yes. all the time. Like Amazon and UPS and FedEx, they like, they know me. Like, yeah, like when they come to deliver, they're like, oh, hey, how are you? How are the dogs? And I'm like, okay, this is embarrassing. But I know. Always, for sure. Yeah. It's true. It's really true. Um, my son's birthday is coming up. And the other day I said, like, he mentioned he wanted this book. And I was like, all right, well, maybe you could ask for it for your birthday. And he's like, 
but mom, why do we have to wait for my birthday when you have Amazon? And I was oh like, yeah. <laughs> I can't argue with that. You cannot I know. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Too funny. <sighs> Oh my goodness. This has been awesome. Yes. It's been this went by so fast. This was so much fun. <laughs> it's so fun. We love yeah. it. go on forever too. I know. <laughs> I kept clutching myself. Like I wanted to ask more questions and I was like, Oh, nope, stop. I we know. have a lot to cover. <laughs> <laughs> you're so easy to talk to. Yes. You're so <laughs> thank easy you. Thank you for coming on. So thanks for <laughs> I think this is different too. Like, I mean, it's different seeing you on like a screen, but getting to talk to you like one-on-one mm -hmm. has been really awesome. <laughs> I had like butterflies in my stomach. I was like, I talk to them like weekly, but like, this is going to be like, you know, like more personal. Like, this is awesome. I loved it. Thank you guys so much for thinking of me. I was so honored when you guys asked me to come on because I was like, I'm not even an SLP yet. I'm a graduate student. This is amazing. So yeah. thank you guys so much. Yay. Of course. Well, thank you. And uh, until next time. Hey guys, we hope you enjoyed that episode. We had the best time talking with Jess and we just wanted to take a moment to read the review of the week. This one is from Ashley Rossi and she said, I'm having so much fun listening to Kim and Vanita. Ashley, thank you so much for taking the time to leave that review. Words cannot describe how thankful we are. And if you guys are enjoying the show, please leave us a review. It means so much to us and you might just get featured on our next episode. Thank <laughs> you.